listening to The Curious Mother, a place where we unpack all things related to mothering. This is a community where we aim to create a comfortable space that allows for active discussion without judgment. Find us at thecuriousmother.com and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at thecuriousmother. Welcome back to The Curious Mother. I'm Kristen Daly. And I'm Melissa Miller. So, Melissa, what have you been curious about lately? I've been really curious about kids and fashion and why they pick the styles they do and what us poor moms should do about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Do you have any particular fashion struggles in the Miller household? The biggest fashion struggle is not so much about style, but about uh, the feel of clothes. So the texture, the sensitivity of my daughter's toes. Apparently, she is the most highly sensitive toes in all the South. So we have spent a long time trying to figure out socks that will not make her weep every morning. Oh my gosh. How about you? <laughs> we um, we have a couple of unique challenges, obviously. Um, you know, it's funny. Apparently, I am viewed as being somewhat of a fashion plate and um I have, um, so I, I guess I pay a lot of attention to fashion, and um, we, my kiddos have their own sense of what is right and what is wrong as far as fashion goes, and I, um, they, it, but it's totally against what I want, and so um, <laughs> to the point that I have forever, um, you know, obviously I primarily buy their clothes, so I've understood that I kind of have to give up a little bit on um, the sense that they're going to wear what I want them to wear. So I have set aside Mother's Day as the one day I get to control what they wear. And they all know and they all dread it that Mother's Day is coming and mom's going to pick. I love that that is your Mother's Day gift (laughs) to have your children dressed the way you want them dressed. Hilarious. Well, let's kind of dive into style and why it's a big enough topic for us to really put this on mom's radar. Yeah, so um, a couple of things that I think about, like I've really tried, you know, even though I would love to control what they wear, I really have tried to back off and let them figure it out. Um, and I, the biggest reason for it is that this is their first real expression of their individuality, right? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, being a good parent is all about raising individuals, not little tiny mini-me's, right? <laughs> I, if you say so. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that it's um, even just having uh, two daughters, it's funny to watch how they kind of shake out, like, who's wearing what. I mean, now... For the most part, my girls will interchange their clothes pretty easily, but I, I do find that they um, they've kind of each developed their own direction that's a little bit different. And and I can see that there will be times when I'll see something and I think, you know, oh that's definitely a Sylvie item, or oh no, that's definitely a Cooper item. Yeah, you can totally see their personalities and what they pick and what they go for, right? Yeah. So it's this really healthy time for them to play around, like what it means to express themselves, even if they're expressing things that we might not want them to express <laughs> <laughs> which I think is is always kind of part of the issue right you know even very simply um we uh, you know there are some parents who really have a vision of how they're going to dress their kids yes. and I think all of us kind of want our kids to mimic our own style I can remember I had when Thomas was a baby I had a rule that he was not allowed to wear any clothing that had any animals on it what <laughs> I think I developed that rule just to torture my mother-in-law. <laughs> it, was, it was really like, it, it was funny because, um, you know, I just had this idea that if I set that one boundary, 
he was only going to wear, I liked all of the clothes for little, for baby boys that looked like little grown up men. And so <laughs> I dressed him like a little man all the time. And I remember when he, I had this one sweater that was a very special sweater, but it had a dinosaur on it. And my mother-in-law was like, wait, doesn't that count as an animal? And I was like, well, if I pick it, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I think that moms really need to think about, though, is when it comes to how our kids look, how they are dressed, how if their hair is disheveled or beautifully put up in bows, that it doesn't, how our kids look does not say anything about how well we're doing as moms, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny. I have actually seen um, little buttons that say, I dressed myself. And um, I do think that maybe sometimes it's worthwhile considering purchasing one. Um, just if you're the kind of mom who's really going to be worried about it, we need to be able to have a sense that you can have some expression that it's it's not all on you. Right, right. And I think we we need to be aware of our own fear of being judged. But I love when, you know, my kids, I should say, my daughter has really, really, really long blonde hair, always has, gets very upset when I make her cut it. Getting it brushed is like the hardest task in the Miller house ever. And so, especially when she was younger, we would go out. I mean, it's just not a battle I'm, I'm always willing to pick. It, yeah. Is her hair looking nice? Yeah. So we would go out and nothing made me happier than a mom coming up and being like, I get it. You're rocking as a mom. <laughs> and like in the support of like, I get it. You let her do something crazy or, you know, you're not, you're not putting her through torture. Supporting other moms of like, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom if your kid doesn't look pristine all put together. So I would like to put the ear out there, like, let's make sure we're not being judgmental of other moms about how kids look. Um, I just think that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, we went through, it's funny, when I was a little girl, at one point, at many points, my hair was cut off. Um, but one time it was, um, I was given the classic Dorothy Hamill haircut, I think I was yep. like eight. And my mom said that she had to cut all my hair off because I wouldn't let her brush my hair. And that was her response. And um, we actually had a very similar situation with Sylvie. And so she had a, she rocked a pixie cut for a while and it really was super cute. But now we're still struggling with the hair brushing and we've kind of just reached this place where it's like, okay, you know, I mean, I do insist certain times it has to happen. And then other times I'm like, look, this is on you, kid. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite stories about my son, actually, who has just, he just came home from sleepaway camp and said to me on the way home, like, mom, I I don't think that um, all of the clothes you buy for me are my style. I really (laughs) want to talk to you about that. So we're, we're coming into the fashion world with him. But my favorite story about him was he never cared what he wore to, Uh to preschool. So I would just put on clothes for him every morning. And the one day he decided he was dressing himself. He put together, it was a navy blue and gold striped polo shirt, which he buttoned all the way up to the to the <laughs> neck. And then gray sweatpants and scuba flippers. And he was adamant that this was an appropriate outfit for school. And I just, I, I, my heart goes out to the moms out there whose kids come out dressed in the morning in these bizarro combinations and really are proud of themselves and have yes. felt like they've done a great job because I get it. I've yes. been there. Those are the moms who need the buttons. You know? That's right. <laughs> so that they can at least know that the whole world knows that they didn't necessarily choose that. 
Right, yeah. right. I know we had um, a situation um, when I was finishing up my doctoral degree. Um, you know, I, I lived apart on internship and. Cooper was a baby during that time, and so um, my poor husband, Jeff, had to dress her for school every day, and she, um, the the daycare contacted me, and they said, you know, can you let him know that uh, tights are not pants, and... Um, <laughs> And can you also give him an idea of what is meant to go together as outfits? I felt so bad for my husband, who's just doing the best he could. He still doesn't quite get white tight, but tights are not pants. But, um, but, you know, I mean, and so I did. I I created these little portfolios of outfits for him so that he could at least um, have some idea. But it was funny because he really couldn't wrestle her hair. And so he would take her in, and the daycare teacher would do her hair every morning. And because she was in that toddler, like, crazy hair stage, you know, right, where they right. just, I mean, they basically put a fountain on top of her head is what it looked like. Um, but they would. And so it was funny because even after that year was over and I would try to get her ready in the morning, she still expected that she should go to daycare and that's where she would get her hair done. It's <laughs> <laughs> like her salon. <laughs> yeah. Now, Melissa, did you have any like hard and fast rules about you, how your kids can dress? Like tell me about some of the boundaries you try to have or do have. Um, well, that's a great question. I don't have a lot of boundaries because I do want my kids to be able to dress how they want because I do think it's an expression. Um, we we get a lot of hand-me-downs from our cousins, which I'm super appreciative of. And when we get them, uh, my daughter goes through them and, and I allow her if she says, no, I'm not going to wear that, we will get rid of it. And if she likes it, we keep it. Um, but my daughter, her sense of style, when you come, when you come up with matching to her, that means like wearing all one color. So, and her favorite color is pink. So she likes to find a pink shirt that goes as closely as can, as it can with a pink, with pink pants and pink socks and pink shoes. And that to her is matching. And, um, you know, I'm not going to tell her yet that it doesn't because she can look around and see what other kids are wearing. Um, and I, I, I want to talk about pink for a second. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about pink. <laughs> so I do think that, you know, this idea of being worried about how our kids look and it meaning how we're doing as moms, um, it also, we need to back off the idea that how we dress our kids says anything about who they are as individuals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's all this pink shaming and princess shaming. And like, yeah, I, I'm not pushing princesses on my, my kid, but... My daughter has always liked pink, and she is she is a very feminine girl. That's just mm-hmm. who she is. Mm-hmm. I can't dress her in orange and brown and make her a tomboy because I think that's cool. And I do think there's this huge push by moms being like, oh, my daughter doesn't like pink. She's, she's a cool girl. <laughs> and yeah. this, like, shaming of being feminine. Mm-hmm. And and I want, I want moms to think about, like, stop the shaming. Stop the it meaning anything. Like, let your daughters be who they are. If they want want to roll in the dirt if they want to wear shorts and high tops or high heels whatever they're all girls and and it's just who they are and I really get pretty worked up when um little snide comments will be made about my my pink girl because she's not any less strong or confident than a girl who can who likes to wear navy blue yeah yeah I mean you know it's it's funny because 
I do. I, I mean, we both, um, I'm sure that it was part of your, you know, Psych 101. I can remember watching the video of the infants playing and that people were describing them. They were using, you know, descriptors that were a match to the gender that they were dressed in as. And I can, you know, I, it's, I think it's funny because when we see that stuff, we get really fired up about it from the girl perspective, right? Yes. And I don't think that we, I don't know of any gender shaming that happens with boys. Right, right. right. Um, you know, almost like, I, I mean, we have a video um, of Thomas, like that his, his, his best friend was a little girl when he was little. And so he was all dressed up in a tutu and um, we have him spinning in his tutu and you know, we always tease him that we're going to play it at his wedding. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you don't have all these strict rules with boys. So just not even something you think about. Right. But with girls, I think, you know, and that video will go around social media every once in a while. Like, you know, all the reasons why you should, you know, steer away from pink because it's going to label your kid. But I think you're right. I think the backlash, especially amongst moms, can be really intense. Yeah. And I just... No matter what kind of, what personality type your girl is, they're all a girl and there's a million different personalities. So let them wear whatever they want to wear and let's not think that it means anything or that they're not as strong that, that, so anyways, my two cents. No, I totally agree. I think you, you have kind of wrestled with this a little bit too. Talk to me about your views on bathing suits and girls. Yeah. So I have like two, it was funny. I realized I I have two rules that I initially had with fashion that I've been kind of, that have been evolving. So the first is I was very adamant we would never have bikinis. And it's funny because it was more based on, I mean, obviously there was that, I didn't want my little girl's bodies being sexualized any earlier than they had to. Um, but the other part of it was, I think I just, I felt that if you're a running, active, playing kid, then a one-piece bathing suit is where it's at, right? right. And um, many years ago, and I can remember, I was pretty um, open with my judgment about, you know, being anti-bikini. And um, probably Cooper was maybe four or five when she really started begging for a two-piece, ba- a two-piece bathing suit and really... You know, I mean, it was what she wanted. And um, we finally, um, I got her tankinis because they're like the yep. gateway drug to bikinis. <laughs> and um, she loved her tankini, but she still, she was like, nope, still covering too much. You know, I want my tummy to see the air. I think it was something. <laughs> so, that's so sweet. I know. And that's the thing. It was so dang cute how she was asking for it that I was like, Okay, I got to get over myself because this matters a lot to her. And then I, it was funny because then I kind of ripped off the Band-Aid and, um, you know, and ever since then. And it's and I thought that once we crossed into bikini territory, that was going to be it. Like, you know, she would never put on another normal bathing suit or, you know, one piece. And that has not been the case at all. Like, she's got everything all over the map. And so I think that that's helped to reassure me that yeah. it's not like she's always been that way. Um, and... The, the funny thing is, is I've had other moms at the pool, like, confess to me that I, you know, they saw her going in the bikini direction, and they were like, oh, gosh, here we go. And it is funny. Once you kind of cross that line, you're it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore. And at times, um, a couple of years ago, we were going to the beach with another family, and the family told us that one of the things that they were anxious about, like, in anticipating the beach trip, was they knew we were a bikini family. 
Really? And I was like. What, what made them anxious? Well, because they hadn't let their daughters have the gotcha. keys. And they realized that now it was going to, it was on. You know, now they were going to have to explain why they haven't allowed bikinis and what they were going to do about it. And it was funny because they actually just decided, okay, it's, it, we can let go of the bikini rule too. <laughs> so like the week before the beach trip, their, um, their grandma took them out and bought them all bikinis. She was pretty thrilled. You know? <laughs> rule number two I have, which I still haven't really broken, is um, high heels. Mm. And, I, you know, and I think like, so my justification for no high heels is mostly because I don't want them to twist their ankles, you know. And I would say, like, my girls have snuck through some high heels. And, you know, and, and admittedly, one set I purchased. We actually just had an argument about this earlier today because um, middle child was, again, wanting a pair of high heels, and I was saying no. And um, we – so I've purchased them, but at the same time, um, I have some rules about the context in which they can be worn. And recently they wanted um, – my youngest wanted to wear them, the, the pair that she has to school – and I said, well, that's ridiculous. But then I also realized, like, high heels hurt. I was like, so she's going to go through the whole school day in high heels. Go for it, right. girlfriend. Lesson learned. <laughs> yes. And, that, and the hard part is, is, like, I would like lesson to be learned. And <laughs> that is not a lesson that has been learned. So she made it through the whole day and was fine. And she was like, see, this is totally okay. I have these, you know, ideas about foot development. <laughs> But I'm sure, I, you know, and I, I do feel like there's some science that it's healthier to walk on flat feet. But um, for all the time they spend barefoot, I'm sure it probably counterbalances that little bit of time they want to wear high heels. So, Well, aside from foot development, it sounds like <laughs> we have we have both experienced the kind of recognizing that we can't and shouldn't message through our kids, right? No. no. Yeah. And it's, it's – I always think it's funny because um, – I do think that parents will have this tendency. I had a, a parent in family therapy one time say, you know, I don't care what they pick. I don't care how they dress as long as they don't do X fashion. And I sat there and I said, well, you know, okay, so you've just guaranteed your kiddo is going to go down that pathway. Because right. that search for individuality, a lot of times it's reactive, right? It's yes. I'm going to do everything that's not you yep. because not you definitely means I'm an individual. And I think that that's why we have to really work on making that expression safe so that they're not fighting us about something as simple as fashion. Yes. And I think parents, especially moms, need to remember if kids reject the clothes we're buying for them, it's not them saying, I hate your style. I'm not like you. It's them just saying, I want to be me. I want something. This this seems more me. And I think if we act all hurt, like, what, you don't like the clothes I pick out for you? What, you don't like this? Well, you must not like what I wear. I, I think that's just creating a power struggle that doesn't need to be there. No. And it's funny because I um, I was just talking to a Cooper about this the other day because I had a different family. I do a lot of family therapy, and I had a different family where one of the kids was saying that she was sad that mom didn't just randomly buy her clothes. You know, like, didn't, wouldn't be, say, oh, I was at the mall, and I saw this, and I thought you would like it and buy it. Like, because she saw other moms doing that, and she was like, that's, a, that's how a mom shows that she loves her daughter. And I asked her, you know, what her response had been when mom had done that in the past. Because I was like, has mom ever done that? And yes. And, well, how, how did you respond? Well, I don't know. I probably didn't always like it. And... 
the reason why Cooper and I were talking about it is because I do see things that I think would look cute on her that I think that she would like. And nine times out of ten, she says, oh, no, that's not me at all. Yep. And I've learned not to have an, like not to get wounded, yep. right? not to yep. try to feel rejected for it. But I also told her, you know, when you have something that you're not succeeding at, it doesn't make sense to keep doing it. Right, so. right. <laughs> and so I think that that is a double-edged sword, you yeah. know? Well, it's funny that you say that because I used to do the same thing. And a long time ago, my daughter could have cared less what you put on her. I mean, she just really doesn't think about what is on her body. But now she's getting to the age where she's she has definite opinions and she too was rejecting a lot of things that I brought home. And not always because she didn't like them because she'd put it on and it didn't feel good. And in our house, like that is our battle. If it doesn't feel good, my daughter will not wear it. And she'll say, oh, I like it, I promise. And we'll take the tags off and then we go to wear it and it's the meltdown of this doesn't feel good. So we have really, I've started saying, you come shopping with me. Yeah. And we've actually had a lot of fun in dressing rooms. We try things on and I make her, you know, make sure this feels good. We are not going home with something that doesn't feel good, something that you aren't excited to wear. Um, And so I used to love picking up things for her, but now we've turned it into a kind of a cool together experience and she's in the driver's seat and that goes well for us. Yeah, it's funny. We've, um, we, that is a, a very typical outing now is, is um, all three daily girls will go out together. I love it. One of the things that we do, um, is we will actually, we get to pick out things for uh, each other that maybe we wouldn't necessarily pick, but the yeah. rule is you still try it on. I so love I it. love like the family dressing rooms and, you know, the Daily Girls, will, we'll kind of turn that into like the family runway. I love and, it. Uh, that way we can, you know, and it is kind of funny, like, I have to admit, I'm a little surprised sometimes what the girls will pick out for me. And how much that can be outside of my comfort zone. And some days, like, Cooper will say, you know, can I pick out your clothes for work today or for where we're going? And um, I'll let her pick things out. And my rule with myself is no matter how anxious that outfit might make me, right? Like, no matter how many body flaws I may feel like that outfit might highlight, if she picked it out, I wear it. And that's kind of my way of trying to show to her I can be flexible, and also it's really to hopefully build some body positivity for her. Yeah, that's so cool. I really love when you said earlier, like, my reaction, I'm, I make sure that I don't act wounded. And I think that's really important, important for moms. Like, the more that we negatively react to our kids, the more we're kind of – Um, telling them it's not okay for them to separate. And we really do want them to separate and be their own people. So the next thing, when you're kind of, when we're talking about avoiding a power struggle, um, let's talk about ways that we can support our girls and not make their fashion choices go poorly, even when we don't like them. I mean, one of the big things that I will run into is parents being more concerned about how their kids are dressing versus like the message they're sending with the clothes that they're wearing. And there are lots of ways that this can go a little sideways. You know, the big one being daughter wearing clothes that are too revealing. Yep. Um, or the other one can be like when kiddo is dressing with a group identification that we don't necessarily support. Yes. You know, specifically um, like goth. Yes. Um, or like a big marijuana leaf on the. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, which you know, the, the other day um, we actually ran into that. And the hard part was is that the Daily Girl thought it was a palm leaf. And so. Which is totally appropriate. Totally if appropriate. It, yeah. Yes. Um, so we have um, what I. My number one rule is 
you have to ask permission to give feedback. Okay. You know, we may feel like we have, and we do, we have that insight. We're, we're the outsider. We can necessarily see how something is fitting or not fitting or, you know, looks flattering or it doesn't. But it doesn't matter if our opinion isn't welcome. And so um, I have been known to ask permission where I just say, you know, um, my son and I, we've had we've had a conversation where it's like, if I have this extra bit of information um, or I see something differently than you do, would you want me to let you know that um, versus would you rather experience it on your own? And sometimes, you know, the answer is yes, I definitely want that information. Other times it's no, I don't really feel like hearing it right now. And I have to respect that. Yeah. And so that even means like when we have those gloriously unflattering outfits, like yep. I can remember when I was in middle school, I would tuck in my shirts and then pull them out. Oh yeah. Blousing. For yeah. Sure. And like, to, and I had like a, like a, a tire around me essentially <laughs> but I thought it looked good yeah and and the thing is is that it you know I don't think I would have been able to accept that feedback from my mom so you know good starting off point you know don't just offer the feedback but really ask if they if they want that feedback and so it is it is so important for parents not to criticize yes. if if your daughter or son walks down the stairs and something if you're like oh no that look, uh-uh, turn around, that looks terrible. I mean, you're just asking for a major power struggle, and you've now shamed them. Yes, yes. And I think that's the big thing, is that, do you, is, do you want the responsibility of knowing that you have really, really hurt your child's um, confidence? Yeah, I mean, and I think the other thing, so, you know, when we think about modesty, um, you know, a lot of times it is hard when our daughters start to develop. And again, it's something that really I think parents of daughters struggle with way mm-hmm. more than parents of boys. Yes. Um, but the thing is, is that when they start to develop, we can start to really struggle with the fact that now they're going to be viewed in a potentially sexualized way. Um, but the other side of that coin is if we make them feel embarrassed or ashamed for how they're dressing, we've now created distress in our own relationship. So mm-hmm. let's say that they do have an unfortunate encounter. They're not going to want to come to us about it because right. they've already, they feel like we're going to say, I told you so. Right. So, um, you know, what I often will recommend to my families is, you know, for one, don't buy it. If, if you yeah. are in charge of the, uh, the financial position at all, then don't put them in a financial position to buy things that are going to be inappropriate. For two, it's okay to have standards that we dress certain ways for certain events or for for certain places. Yeah. That's that's totally fine. But outside of that, if they are dressing in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, you really want to try to at least offer, you know, ask if they're open to feedback. If they're not, suck it in, you know, and just really hope that that... It, the attention they draw for how they're dressing is going to be something that doesn't necessarily feel good and it'll result in a change in behavior. So let me ask you more about this, Kristen, because this is something that when I look ahead, I get really nervous about is that, you know, there's not many stores to buy anything but the itty bitty short shorts and low cut shirts. And I'm worried about when my daughter gets to that age, wanting her to dress modestly. And if she doesn't, um, I, I get concerned about how we're going to talk to her about that. But I think you've had some really good stories that I'd love if you could share. Yeah, I mean, one of the big things is just knowing that 
creating shaming your kiddo is never going to help your relationship. It's never going to make them open to feedback. So even when we think that something is really wildly inappropriate, we have to we really have to make sure that we are being gentle in the way that we approach things. Um, the other thing is is that I it matters for us to be able to really boost them when they're wearing something that we think is super appropriate. You know. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we're trying to build as much confidence as possible. The you know the the funny thing is is that I often will say even if the outfit does seem wildly inappropriate if you're going through that kind of power struggle it may be good to to just get through it so the example I often give is like kiddo wants to wear a bathing suit to Sunday school at church like we all know that's not going to fly but the hard part is is that so the ideal situation would be they wear the bathing suit they get to Sunday school and then they feel really really uncomfortable yes. um, for how they're dressed and that creates a natural behavior change Sometimes I might be known to massage things a little bit. So maybe saying, hey, don't you think that this is an unusual pick or even trying to tip off the Sunday school teacher so that they can get the natural feedback from Sunday school teacher? And that might also help to make things go a little bit better. But it really matters for them to be able to get feedback from lots of places. And the negative feedback should not always originate from us. So talk to me about um, like what advice would you give you kind of say you have this um, great idea of asking permission. Yes. So let's say that um, that a girl is be wearing very revealing clothes, short, short dresses. Um, and you say, can I ask for some permission to give you feedback on on my thoughts on your clothes? And they say yes. How would you talk to them about about this? Yeah, well, I think that for one, I would want to say that um, when I wear something that shows that much skin, that I tend to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I would be curious, do they have those same kind of sensations? Like, mm -hmm. do they? And then what are they? Like, how do they feel in the outfit? And what kind of attention are they trying to draw? And not, like, this is where it gets tricky. Because you don't want to say, well, what, what, do you, what kind of attention do you think you're going to draw by dressing like that? But more like, I'm wondering what others see or what you think others see when they see something that's this revealing you know I mean that, that a great example is we were walking through um, Charleston a couple weekends ago and there were a lot of girls wearing the really really short cut off shorts yep. and um, you know <laughs> one of the things that I will do which is a funny um, I think it's a funny game but my kids it makes them crazy is um, some days I will come downstairs as if I'm fully dressed for work but I won't have any pants on <laughs> And I will announce that I am wearing my super short, short shorts to work that day. And the kids will follow me around going, Mom, put on pants. You can't walk out the door like that. And I just, I always love to like see how far I have to push it before they're like stopping me at the door. Um, it's just, I, I, I don't know why I thought of that. But, but I, so there is That's like. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I always kind of am like, you know, could you imagine if I wore that? Like, how comfortable would you be if I was walking around in shorts that look like that? <laughs> and um, I do know that they're going to have that quick comeback someday of like, well, mom. I, my body's a little bit better. <laughs> but I think it just helps them to put on that perspective, that little bit of uh, that lens. And um, so that's one way to go about it, you know. But the other is just, you know, really trying to be supportive of if you do feel like you get a negative response, you know, just know I support you. You know, I always want you to feel good and I want you to feel like you, you feel good in your skin. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that matters the most. 
I also, I feel like if you see your daughter really going for the super revealing clothes, there's a much better conversation to be having that's not about clothes, right? It's about, you know, it's about, are you seeing other girls getting attention? Is it, you know, what is it that, what is it that you're seeking? How are you feeling when it comes to relationships and loneliness and what, you know, what are you hopeful for? Because I do think that especially our girls are faced with when they get older, suddenly their clothes are messaging a little bit, right? And I think they're very well aware of that. But we can talk to our girls about what it's like being a girl in this um, hookup culture without without shaming them about their clothes. And then maybe they can even be empowered to express themselves without it being, without us telling them to, without them getting in trouble for this natural struggle of teenagers. Um, So just to think about, like, if you're really concerned about the um, kind of sexuality piece, the hypersexuality, that's a different conversation than coming down hard on them about their clothes. Well, and it's, I mean, the thing is, is that it's important, even when it's not about sexual identity, but even group identity, you know, like going back to the t-shirt with the big marijuana leaf on it, you know. There often is a reason why they're looking to have a strong group identity. Yes. And it's important for us to really land on a place of being warm about that that need for identity. Like, yes. and, I mean, I think that goth is like a great example. And true confession, um, it's hard to imagine, and I don't know that I have any pictures to support this, but I was definitely um, more on the goth side of things. Were you? Let's try, try to dig something up. Um, I did always try to add a, a pop of color. So. <laughs> so I can't say I did it like full on, but um, <laughs> but I, I did. I did definitely, you know, and part of it was I was very shy. We had moved a lot. And I needed to try to figure out where my friends were. And by having a really strong fashion statement that gave me a group identification, it created a sense of safety. So often what I will tell parents is like when you see your kiddo is really trying to like fit this one fashion, what you need to recognize is that that's really kind of an, I feel a little bit only secure when I kind of can identify with this one group. And so if we can come at that from a place of warmth and understanding and tolerance, we're likely to come out the other side of it with a pretty well-balanced kiddo and a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, we we do have to look beyond the clothing a lot as parents, right? Like what are, what's going on with our kids? What are they saying? What are they messaging to us? And sometimes we just need to let the power struggle with the the clothes go to get to the deeper issue totally yeah and you know and I think that that's like the the final rule that that I I love that I've seen lately is also like loosening up on things like dyeing hair yes yes um I I love that there that that has become something that's so accessible and so normalized like I feel like it was such a big deal and only like the uber punk rock people um, would ever dye their hair fun colors, but you see it everywhere now yeah. and it's really accessible. So, and it's not forever. Right. You know? Well, and I think that the more that we can let them play around, they're not going to let, it's a process, right? Yeah. Like the more we let them play around with a little, the less intriguing it is. So the yeah. less likely they are to run out and get a tattoo as soon as they're 18. Yes. If we give, you know, 
practicing with some henna. Let them do things to realize this is fun, but they don't need to do anything permanent for a long time. Yes. Um, yeah, we had found some really fun um, home hair dye, and it was it was really cute. And the thing is, is that it unfortunately was so temporary that the chlorine from the pool wiped it out immediately. <laughs> but I think that it was just, it was really fun for the kiddos to be able to try it out. Now, and I did notice that they recognized that other people saw it. And, and it was interesting to watch them see how they were being seen. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point, actually. <laughs> and, and I think a good rule to have around hair color or body art, um, in, at least until they're 18, is just nothing temporary, right? Oh, like everything temporary. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. That was, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Good catch. Thanks for catching that. But, you know, as long as you can, you can say like, okay, if there's something coming up for like a family picture or a family wedding, it's okay to say, let's wait until after this main event. But, but let them play around with things that are not permanent and have fun with it. And, and I think it will go a long way. Yeah, I think that this goes this goes back to the whole theme. Like the more we can let them try on identities yes. and allow those identities to be temporary, yep. the the more fun they have and the more accepted and and really the, the connected to us they feel. Yep. I do think especially when they're younger, giving them the tools to have that independence um, things like for parents, you can have one drawer of play clothes, one drawer of school clothes so that they know on certain days where they can pull from so that you're not fighting every morning of like, I told you on school days, you can't wear the play clothes. Um, and then also in our house, what we've done to like minimize the meltdowns is we have found one pair of socks that are tolerable to my girl's toes. I spent a lot of money. Like, I've spent a fortune on these socks, and we've gotten 14 of them. But you know what? It has changed my daughter and my mornings. Yes. It's changed her life. And I would I would easily drop a, a fortune on them again just to keep her happy. So thinking about if your child does have texture issues, find out what works and stick with it. Don't try to continue to force them to be uncomfortable. Yeah, we have, the, we have a very similar issue in the Daily House, and it was pants. And... We ended up, we bought, I can't even tell you how many of these very simple leggings that have no seams. And it's, you know, and, and it does make everything easier. Yep. We have to, I, my girls have to be in charge of what they're wearing. And so I do make them pick out their outfits the night before, um, simply because otherwise the mornings are terrible as they turn it into a fashion show. Yeah. Let me ask, um, last question about that, making sure that it's appropriate. If your kids do pick out their own clothes and say that it's a, it's church yeah. and um, daughter comes down in something highly inappropriate for church. What should a parent do? Oh, well, you know, I think that it's, it, it really, it depends on your relationship for the most part, you know, because if you have a great relationship and you don't, you know, and you feel like you can be pretty comfortable, maybe you, maybe you set the limit, but I think it's still, it is good to let them play around with how they how they are seen you yeah know? yeah and and you know maybe you need to bust out the pin that says I dressed myself um so <laughs> that you don't feel personally responsible but I think that it really matters to give them the, the opportunity to walk in their own clothes yeah, yeah. 
Kristen, this was so fun to talk about today. I had no clue that there was so much to do with kids' fashion. I love it. So listeners out there, if you have any comments or questions or want to share some stories or want to share some pictures for us, go oh, to yes. <laughs> go to our Instagram page. We're at The Curious Mother. Go to our websites and our comments. Um, share with us. We would love, love to hear your um, struggles and your victories as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Curious Mother. Learn more at www.thecuriousmother.com, where you will find resources related to episode topics. Please join our community and add your voice. Follow us on Instagram at The Curious Mother. Thanks for listening.